Hello? Hey, Katiekins. It's Rosalie. Want to have a slumber party? You want the ultimate, you got to be willing to pay the ultimate price. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. Hey, Slumberkins. I'm Rosalie Kicks. And I'm Katie McBrown. And we are best friends forever. Each episode, Katie Kins and I roll out our sleeping bags, pick out a flick featuring one of our favorite heartthrobs, and we gab about it. For those joining us for the first time, we hope you brought your snacks. And here's how the show works. Katie and I visit an imaginary video store, select a movie that features the heartthrob of the month, and then we crawl into our sleeping bags and chat about it to determine whether the movie is worthy enough to be placed on our coveted slumber party watch shelf. So before we start gabbing about today's flick, we were going to kick things off with a game. And Katie, are you up for a game of this or that? Doesn't sound intimidating at all. Like this sounds easy. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. (laughs) We'll start off easy. We'll start off easy. Coffee or tea? Coffee, and it's always iced. I'm one of those people that drinks iced coffee all year round they're gonna be like oh like you know like people are kind of judgy like I've definitely had somebody at a coffee shop be like sure you want iced it's like 12 degrees outside and yeah put the ice in the cup bud I've grown to like it so much better than hot coffee yeah what about go down a lot easier the ice well yeah and I think because of I mean I work in a hair salon I'm a hairstylist so I only have a certain amount of time to drink so I do it pretty quickly I can't do it with a hot coffee unless it's like lukewarm and then that's kind of just gross. Yeah, I well, as you know, I also am a coffee fan. And yes. I too like iced coffee in the morning, every morning, I make a latte because nice. I'm fancy. And it is always <laughs> iced because I want to drink it fast. I do not like morning at all. So I need to like get the caffeine in my body as quickly (laughs) as possible. Often, you know, I'll make a latte with like two to three shots of espresso. And my new favorite thing I just discovered at the grocery store is this Flintstones Cocoa Pebbles Creamer. (gasps) It's like drinking just like the cereal liquefied. Oh my God. On the front of the bottle, it says, yabba dabba doo. And like, <laughs> yes. Now, apparently, there is a Fruity Pebbles one. I have mm. not tried that. It kind of scares me. I don't know if that would be good. Like a fruity coffee, but like a chocolate coffee seems normal. Whereas a fruity coffee kind of just seems like a little, yeah. little sketch. Yeah, I don't think I'd enjoy it. But then Ben did put in my head this idea of using the fruity pebbles creamer for like a white russian oh man i could do that i i i could do that as well yeah all right (laughs) we're both coffee yes what about movie theater or arcade some reason whenever i think about a movie theater i picture like that little area of arcade like as a teen this was definitely like a thing and there would be like the photo booth thing over in the corner so yes. I feel like because that's like you went to one place and they were both there, but movie theater, just because I don't really play like I used to. For me, this is no contest, like movie theater. Arcades are fun. I do enjoy them periodically, especially when I go to an amusement park. Yeah. I love winning tickets and getting ridiculous prizes. Get like, this is like a keychain. What you need to do is like, I take my niece and okay. I make her give me all of the tickets. I just take them. Oh. Like the last time when we went to the arcade together, I bought this fantastic alien lamp. Oh. She actually has no interest in any of the stuff there and like thinks well, I am so immature. Like you have to like really look through the stuff, the treasures. Oh, I look at the stuff. It's a whole process. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll get to Knoebels. We haven't gotten there because of COVID. I really miss going, though, because we would always have a great time. So because summer is coming, you know, another here, this or that is beach or forest. So this one's a little hard because I like 
because summer is coming and it's getting warmer, I'm going to say the beach. But I do love the appeal of the woods to get away from people and then like hiking through the forest and kind of getting like a little lost. But mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say beach for this one. Just final answer, beach. I definitely am going with the forest on this okay. one. Because I love like a cabin in the woods. And Ben and I usually in the summer, we do try to rent a cabin at some point. And then like we take a bunch of horror movies and we make popcorn. And I do love building fires Mm -hmm. outside. So that's really fun. The beach, like, I just do not like sand. (laughs) And I hate that when you go to a beach, the sand is with you for like years. Yeah, it definitely it definitely lingers on everything, especially if you're smart and you put sunblock on. There's no way that sand's not going to stick to you because as soon as the as soon as there's a breeze, sand. I'm really bad with like applying sunblock. I'll miss a spot and then I end up with this huge red spot. It's like a random spot on your shoulder. I never really tan. I get so just red, like a lobster. Uh-oh. Stay indoors. <laughs> This one, I feel, is going to be very difficult for you. Oh, no. Cat or dog? Oh, that is tough. All right. So, I, you know I have two cats, and they're, like, my world. But, and I love them to death. But this is the thing. I don't, like, love other people's cats. Like, I think they're cute. Right. I don't want to hang out with your cat. Whereas, like, I want to hang out with everybody's dog. So, I'm going to have to go with dog. One day, Mona Lisa and little John Ralphio will have a dog brother or sister. Growing up, I loved cats. And I think that's because when I was a small child, I had a really great cat. Aww. And then as I got older, I started meeting other cats and realized <laughs> that many of them are a-holes. <laughs> and... I have definitely, over the years, become a dog person. Like, I think dogs are quite superior. I feel like I've met less rude or mean dogs, but cats, a lot of them are mean. A lot of them scratch, meow a lot, or growl at you. Like, no. Yeah, I feel like the majority of dogs are friendly because there are some little little butts out there, and they're usually, like... Those ones that are kind of like lap dogs, like not Foxy, because she's like a totally different. But you know, like those ones that like people like will pot into like their purse. I guess like a Chihuahua. Like I'm just maybe I'm just thinking of like a Chihuahua, how they can be like kind of dicks. But for for the most part, you're gonna get a lovable, snuggly dog. Yeah, I also think too it has a lot to do with the owner. Yes, because remember that one time we met those people, we were just upset. Yeah. With how it was treated. Yeah. It, it made you want to kidnap the dog. Oh, I had plots. Start a fire in the kitchen and take the dog home with me. Yeah. See, cats don't listen to anyone. They don't listen to their owner. They just are who they are. Yeah. They'll have their moments of, oh, you're being adorable. But then like my cat today slept in the closet for like 11 hours and I didn't see him. Oh, my God. It wasn't that long. So, okay, just one more, and then we'll get chatting about the movies. Okay. This one actually is basically part of our theme for today. Patrick Swayze or Keanu Reeves? Patrick. I'm going to say Patrick, just because that man can do it all. He can skate, as we talked about in our last episode. He can dance. For those that have seen Dirty Dancing. And he's funny. He can be romantic. And he can also like kick ass. So I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Patrick. Again, here is where we differ. Ooh. So yeah, because I do love Patrick. And I think all of that is true. But I've always had a soft spot for Keanu. Because as a teen, I was really obsessed with The Matrix. Watched it. A bajillion times. I even had like this little Keanu action figure that I kept in my room. Do you still have it? You know what? I honestly don't know what happened to it because, you know, I had it as a teen and then of course like moving. Mm. It's, it got lost in the shuffle. Uh, But 
And I know Patrick's the May heartthrob, but I have to go with Keanu because, and I feel bad saying this, but I just feel like Patrick is somebody moms like. <laughs> Rosalie, like mom we are mom age though. Like we're allowed to be into Patrick wearing our mom jeans, even though we don't have kids and that haircut. <laughs> I love Patrick, so I'm going to stick with him. Here's a little known fact that I've never seen a Matrix movie, but I have seen Ghost at least five times. Yeah, that still surprises me about the Matrix because I just feel like everybody has seen it. I don't know. A lot of people, I guess, haven't watched it yet. As for Ghost, I will tell you, I have not watched that in a very long time. Like, I don't even remember the last time I watched it. The idea of watching it now just seems really embarrassing to me. Like the movie <laughs> seems embarrassing. Like I agree. It. It's been it's been at least over ten years since I've seen that, but there are definitely some like cringy moments in that movie where I'm like, how did this get made? Like, how did yeah. they do this? I don't know. That that's that's a mom movie yeah. for sure. Maybe when I turn forty. <laughs> then I'll be like, oh, I'm a Patrick fan. Like, It'll just switch. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. Now I think it's time that we move on to Girl Talk. Talk, talk, talk. Girl Talk, talking back. Girl Talk Dateline, the game about the two things girls like best, talking on the phone and... I'd love to go. Bye. Which is the segment of the show when we talk about the movie featuring the heartthrob of the month, which is Patrick Swayze. And this month, Slumberkins, we celebrated May's heartthrob with two episodes. The first Swayze flick we gabbed about was the 1979 motion picture Skate Town, USA, <laughs> which Katie is still listening to. On Look, that song is catchy as hell. I Once like everyone hears that song, it's going to become like the summer anthem. I agree. It sadly did not make our shelf. The movie didn't, but the song will stay with us forever. Yes. I do really feel good about today's rental selection, which is the 1991 iconic Point Break. And remember, Slumberkins, for the film to end up on the watch shelf, it needs to earn at least five gold stars. So as we're chatting, if you hear a little twinkle sound, that signifies a star was earned. Katie, why don't you share the criteria for earning a gold star? Okay, so this is how a movie can earn a star. I don't think we haven't added anything new to this list, I don't believe, but we are always adding. I'm going to start off with Amal, Babe Alert. Radical Fashions, Bodacious Soundtrack, A Bad Boy, Nudies, A Rebel Girl, Pizza Delivery, First Kiss, Wild Hair, Crazy Cuisines, and Female Writer or Director. Um, and like I said before, I'm not sure if anything is new on this one, but we are always taking suggestions. So shoot us a note on Twitter at DearBFFPod if you have an idea, and we'll take it into consideration. I know that Rosalie likes to mull things over. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Like you said, I I feel we can always add to it. Want to keep it fun, keep it yes. fresh. Keep it fresh. Uh, so let's talk about Point Break. So it stars Patrick Swayze. There's some bonus heartthrobs, Keanu Reeves and Laurie Petty, and then the always eccentric Gary Busey. It was directed by Academy Award winner Catherine Bigelow, who I must add was actually the first lady to win an Oscar for directing. And we just had another lady win an Oscar for directing, which is pretty cool. Katie, when you looked at the VHS box, like what made you want to rent this movie? Okay, so front, large, and center is a bleached and beach-haired Swayze, which I was like, oh my god, 
so hot. And then there was Keanu, like, over his shoulder kind of staring. And, like, they were bigger than the the title, Point Break. So that was just like, whoa, whoa, two hotties on a cover. And then down in, like, the right-hand, like, lower right-hand corner, there were three guys with presidential masks. And then there was, like, a little bit of, like, a wave coming up over a rock. So I was very intrigued. I'm like, what can this movie be about? about had I not seen it fortunately I, I had seen it so but if I were going in there fresh I would just be like two hotties on a cover we got mom this is coming home with us it's the way that they're posed it kind of after seeing your glamour shot <laughs> it kind of reminded me of like a glamour shot I mean well they're both glamorous and dreamy so I can see why that makes sense <laughs> And for those who haven't caught up with that specific episode, I believe it was the favor that yes. you revealed about your glamour shot past. You should catch up to that episode because it is quite humorous. <laughs> Never forget. All right. So I'm going to share with the Slumberkins the back of the box summary so that in case you haven't seen the movie, this is, you know, what it's about. Experience the ultimate rush with the relentless thrills and breathtaking action photography of Point Break. Keanu Reeves stars as Johnny Utah, a clean-cut FBI rookie assigned to track down a gang of bank robbers operating in Southern California. Since his partner, played by Gary Busey, is convinced that the robbers are surfers, Johnny decides to go undercover in the maverick world of surfing. He soon meets Bodie, Patrick Swayze, a charismatic adrenaline junkie who will do anything for a thrill, perhaps even rob banks. As the two become friends, Johnny falls under the dangerous influence of Bodhi. He becomes addicted to the endless days of surfing and reckless nights of partying, and even gets involved with Bodhi's ex-girlfriend, Tyler, played by Lori Petty. As Johnny gets closer to cracking the case, he learns the truth of Bodhi's most important lesson. If you want the ultimate thrill, you have to pay the ultimate price. I so, feel like, I'm sorry, I have to just interrupt because that was yeah. so much words and like so much like, like not just like, it literally told the movie from start to finish almost. <laughs> and I obviously read this before, but as you're reading it, I was like, she is reading a novel. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I feel this is one of those movies, though, because, for example, this was the first time watch for me. Mm -hmm. So I really didn't know anything about this movie going in. But if I would have read this summary prior to it, it ruins nothing. <laughs> no. Because it's all how it happens and what you see. And so I feel like even though you know all of this plot, it's not going to ruin it. That's true. What uh, else is on the back? There is some photos, memorable moments from the flick, like Keanu and Patrick holding hands, <laughs> smirking while they skydive, and then, of course, surfing. And then you have Busey with, like, this wild-eyed look while he's shooting a gun. And then there's a Richard Nixon mask. Again, which, on the back? Yes. Because <laughs> it's on the front, too. <laughs> it's so bizarre. This was a first-time watch for me, so... None of this ruined the experience. Anybody who hasn't seen it, even if you know all of this information, like you're still going to have a blast watching it. I definitely watched this at an age where I was too young to understand it. My dad used to always put on like action movies and I would just sit there and like, you know, I was like, "Ooh, I shouldn't be watching this because it's like R rated. He wasn't like get out of the room or anything. So I just like always would stay and watch. So I definitely watched this at an age where, nothing computed into like I was nothing that was happening made any sense to me there was it was just wild there was surfing there were parties there were guns I just remember being like action-packed and I just remember Patrick Swayze being in it so I feel like my dad would do that too he would put on movies that were inappropriate like <laughs> for children yeah. like he's the person that showed me Halloween for the first time good work yeah, and I was in, like, second grade, <laughs> and it absolutely terrified me. Oh, yeah. Really, I don't think I could revisit Halloween until I was, like, a teenager, because I just was so scared of the Michael Myers mask. I understand that. I mean, that movie, 
I've seen it so many times now, but the first time I saw it, it was like the scariest movie I had right. ever seen. So I don't know. Dads, I guess, make poor decisions. Dads are just like, all right, well, the, t- the-, the TV's on. You're not making any sounds. Whatever. <laughs> we'll start dissecting Point Break. And I'm going to start with Patrick Swayze is not the only heartthrob. There are a total of three. So you have Keanu, which I mentioned before. And then you have Lori Petty, but she does have like this unfortunate hairstyle, which I have to admit, I believe I was texting this to while we were watching that I actually rocked like a similar crop mop. (laughs) And this was when I was a teenager. I had jet black hair, which was terrible for my skin tone. I looked dead. You were a ghost. Yeah. The other like weird stupid thing I used to do is one of my teen friends at the time we would use like glitter glue in (laughs) our hair to like spike it (laughs) I have so many questions about how you like how do you get glitter glue out of your hair well I didn't really shower much either (laughs) that was like a phase too like I would shower like once a week oh yeah I feel like as a teenager we had gross hygiene habits yeah where you'd be like eh I'll put some body spray on and walk out of here. It's fine. Yeah. And I just was like overall like disgusting, but I would allow my friends like anybody to just cut my hair, which drove my mother insane. I mean, there was that time that I cut your hair on top of the Dunes Hotel in Los Angeles. So you really did just let anyone cut your hair. This was way before I even knew that I wanted to do hair. (laughs) So thanks for being, thanks for being a guinea pig. Yes. I, now that you say this, I am remembering this moment happening, but I have no idea like how, because it was on the roof of like this motel. Yeah. Like, how did we get up there? And then like, I was (laughs) at the dunes, like, why were we staying there? We didn't want to leave. We were having such a good time. We were like young and stupid. And our parents just gave us all this money (laughs) to be there. Oh, man. That was a weird summer. That was a weird yeah, summer. I do remember you cutting my hair on the roof of a motel. Like, what, like was... what scissors did I use? Like, was I just traveling with, like, a pair of kitchen shears? I don't know. That's one thing that I feel like I'm stumped on. Like, the where, the scissor, where the scissors came yeah. to play. Maybe, maybe you asked the front desk. Maybe. I don't know. Doris. Doris at the dunes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. We did some weird things back then. We did. You know, despite her hair, I really did like Lori Petty in this movie. Like, she is a total rebel girl. And I love how she speaks her mind. And she totally initially tells off Keanu. Mm -hmm. And there's this one line that I wrote down where she says to Johnny Utah, played by Keanu, You got that kamikaze look, Johnny. Bodie can smell it a mile away. He'll take you to the edge. (laughs) That made me laugh. Like, who talks like that? Who does talk like that? It's just, it's a lot. It is. It's a lot. But she ends up teaching Johnny how to surf because she's like a badass surfer. And like Johnny being undercover, like he's never surfed before in his life. Yeah, like he comes off as like somebody, ah, yeah, I'll pick this up easily. And then when he gets in the water with her, he's like, can't get up, can't catch a wave. Right. And I loved it because I loved her in this movie. And I loved that she was like a strong female because she was kind of, you know, in Bodhi's circle and he could be intimidating, but she definitely could hold her own and surf with the big boys. And I mean, she taught Johnny how to surf. So without her, there would be no, there'd be no plot line. Right. And let's talk about actually heartthrob Patrick Swayze as Bodhi. He is wild in this movie. And I actually was reading that Patrick considered himself a lot like Bodhi, like at one point saying that, and this is a quote, shared that wild man edge. I guess he like related a lot to the character, which is even more insane to me because (laughs) He almost seems like a cartoon character. <laughs> like make-believe. I, I could see that. Because, like, I think he was absolutely insane. Yeah. 
like everything he does mm-hmm. it's like he's like a force on the screen I don't know if I'd want to follow like somebody like first of all yeah. they'd probably think I was a huge yeah. dork well and he's basically like a surfing communist and <laughs> you know he gets like this total ad- adrenaline rush doing really crazy things like and he seems to always be chasing that rush like he's a total junkie and well he does have some radical fashion so i will say but he just i mean he robs banks and i did love everything about that aspect because him and his surfer pals they seem to have like matching costumes which consisted of like masks of ex-presidents and they sported tuxes with tails and they said things like time to get presidential (laughs) i liked all of that (laughs) like all of that was great so like that's the thing that was weird about the character like he was very organized yet wild yeah i mean he definitely had a it was almost like he had a plan but like a loose plan during the day it was all catching big waves and you know hanging out with his friends maybe throwing a little bank robbery in here and then having parties at night like he definitely had like a very social life meanwhile he was like this crazy bank robber yeah, I really did enjoy like how much he was really against the system, against the government, against corporations. And that's kind of what was fueling the bank robbing. And I liked that. Yeah, which is funny because like he uh, obviously is playing a bad boy. I was rooting for him. Like I wanted, <laughs> I was like, yes. I was rooting for him to a point. Yeah. Like, I mean, towards the end, he just goes bonkers. Like, he gets completely bananas that you're just like, all right. I don't think I would be this guy's friend. It's time for me to pack up and go home. Yeah, I think when, like, he throws the pit bull at Keanu, like, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. We're done. We're done here. That's when you just, like, grab your purse and your keys and you say, you tip your hat and you just, like, back out slowly of the door. (laughs) Exactly. Something else I found interesting, you know, we learned in Skate Town USA that Patrick did all of his own roller skating. and he Because, you know, had... you know who didn't do his own roller skating? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Scott Bayo. <laughs> but Patrick, he did all his own skating. Apparently, you know, as we learned, he skated since he was a young child. Well, in looking up some info about Point Break, I learned that he was also an accomplished skydiver. And for this movie, he apparently made 55 jumps. For me personally, skydiving terrifies me. And this guy apparently was so obsessed with like skydiving that the producers of the movie like requested that he stop doing it for insurance purposes because you know they were worried like hey you might die right like we need you to finish this movie you know that right (laughs) yeah and apparently like he was so obsessed with chasing that rush that he would try to convince like other cast members to also skydive with him when on days off or what have you but he made Gary Busey even go jumping which I can't imagine that no No, not at all. There's nothing really that would convince me to go skydiving. I know you have gone before. Yeah, I went skydiving once and I definitely, it was so, I mean, freaking terrifying, but also so cool at the same time. And there was like, it is a huge adrenaline rush because I remember fully being like so hyper after all of it and then crashing. And I I took like a three hour nap like later on. Okay. like, it's just in, like the adrenaline rush is insane. But I used to be much more of a daredevil, but now I get like sick on roller coasters. So I feel, I feel like Bodhi would just think I was a wimp. Yeah. I, I mean, I was never really a daredevil. I used to love like going on amusement park rides and I could ride anything. And then, like, the past few years, if I ride something that spins or go, I feel so sick. That's like a nausea there's no coming back from. Yeah. When I do go to the amusement park anymore, I'm pretty careful what I'll go on. I've also, I've never gone surfing. So I did really enjoy watching them surf 
because it impresses me that people can do that sort of thing. And I did read, apparently, like Patrick did all of his own surfing in the movie. And two months prior to filming, he, Keanu and Lori, they all trained like with a professional surfer, uh, which again, amazes me that they could pick it up that fast. Cause like, I feel that it would take me forever if I had to like learn how to surf, if I would even be able to do it at all. You know how now, obviously there's like drones that, you know, filming certain aspects where like there actually doesn't need to be like a crane or a steady cam. Sure. I feel like some of those scenes when they were like going in like the little tunnel wave, mm-hmm. like I'm like, is this like CGI simulated? Like, I don't even know if this was like too you know, this ha- this movie was older. I was even thinking about, like, the cinematographer, like, being in there filming with them. Like, all that was, like, going through my brain. So I actually don't know if I was, like, seeing Keanu or Lori themselves, like, surfing. Yeah, I, and that's a good point. I mean, I think that there were times where they maybe had, you know, a double in for them but it seems like Patrick was pretty adamant about doing like he did all of his own fighting car chases like he he clearly liked that as we said that rush yeah doing those sorts of things I love in this movie how Patrick is an adrenaline junkie yet he's spiritual like his name is Bodhi and he's very into Buddhism and somehow, I don't remember who, but someone refers to him as the Zen surf master, which I loved. And I also quite enjoyed how before we even saw his apartment, we were like texting back and forth, like speculating what the decor would be. And we nailed it. We nailed it. Like we were like tapestries, you were like incense, candles. We could smell this apartment and like his scent a mile away patchouli and hemp and, oh, yeah, and like lots of sea, and like sea salt <laughs> we just knew we knew uh, i mean it was exactly as we pictured now before we get too far down the rabbit hole though i do want to briefly talk about Busey. oh my god gary fucking Busey. so i i think he's insane in his own right like i feel like he's just nuts his character in this movie is kind of interesting. I mean, he's very interesting, but he just like wears these like Tommy Bahama t-shirts and like just loves everything meatball subs. Like that's what like what I think of when I think of his character in this movie. Yeah, he's he's quite something in this. Like initially, I really didn't know what I thought of him. And then by the end, I was, no, he's great. He, his character is very intense, and I feel like he often plays characters like that. They almost are like werewolves. Like, (laughs) you just don't know what they're going to do. Like, they're just wild people. I don't recall Busey from a lot of movies. Like, I even looked up on IMDb to, like, check off the ones that I've seen with him. I think the most memorable one is Rookie of the Year, which is, like, awful that that's the movie that I because he's been in like a bunch of good movies and the one thing that I do remember him from is there was this VH1 reality show I think in like the early 2000s called Celebrity Rehab and it was basically about his progress to like sobriety and oh I mean it was it was a pretty pretty intense tv show like I can't believe like that actually was on tv yeah they used to run a lot of those types of programs yeah like celebrity this mm-hmm. celebrity that yeah yeah when they stop playing music videos yeah which is kind of crap bring back the music video actually for me like when i think about gary Busey, the two movies that immediately come to my mind is the buddy holly story where he plays buddy holly in a biopic and does a lot of the singing actually oh and then ginger dead man which is- <laughs> absolutely terrible and it's basically like this cgi like gingerbread man and he voices it it's awful (laughs) that name ginger dead man (laughs) yeah it's like this gingerbread cookie running through the diner with a knife it's like it sounds really great yeah but but i remember watching it and it, it it wasn't like as funny as i was hoping it would be yeah like as i feel like if that was something 
if you're like, we're renting ginger dead man, you just need, you need to be laughing and not taking yourself seriously. It's definitely something to watch if you're looking to like get tanked, like <laughs> throw it on, you know, because you, you don't need to pay attention. Right. And every now and again, when you do, you just see this little cookie running around. <laughs> Wait, is it a little cookie or like a light, like a human sized cookie? No, it's like a smaller cookie. If I that, remember that terrorizes people. It's ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but as for Point Break, some highlights for me from this movie, there was a moment which all I had in my notes was Busey discussing wax. Like, <laughs> I don't even know like what really the premise there was of why he was discussing it. But after this pandemic's over, I cannot wait to go on a wax museum road trip. You are probably not aware of this, but I'm telling you now, I am planning a trip for us to go to Canada's Little Las Vegas, which is basically it's Niagara Falls, but the Canadian side. Apparently, according to my Canadian pal, there are several wax museums and like haunted houses. Several? Yeah. There's like multiple. Whoa. Like when you Google it. And Ashley Jane, our Canadian pal and honorary slumberkin, she <laughs> has volunteered to show us around. Yes. So she's been there. Oh my God. Like she knows which museums to go to. I love wax. <laughs> I can now in my in my notes, I have why he was talking about wax. Oh good. So I'm gonna be able to put this together. So he was talking about sex wax, which <laughs> is what you put on your surfboard for traction. Because I remember he was like, he was like, oh, Johnny, you're fresh eyes for the force or whatever. And then like he was talking about like how they had to get they had to go and buy sex wax. And like it was going to help him like help him be a surfer, I guess. But I wrote that in my notes. Yeah, they had to get all like the surfer supplies. Yeah, I definitely want to go to Canada. So cool. Whenever you're ready. After the show, like, please Google it and you'll see. I will. There's so many places, and one of them is actually like completely remodeling right Ooh. now. Because getting ready for you. Oh, well, the pandemic, you know, we're closed. We might as well just remodel. Yeah. So there's sense. probably going to be so many more wax statues. Oh my God, yes. Another thing that I quite enjoyed about Busey was, in this movie was his fondness of food. You see him eating Chinese. He gets a pizza delivery. And then, of course, there's the whole meatball sandwich scene. It's time for lunch. Angelo, it's 10.30. Right around that corner, there is a sandwich shop. They sell meatball sandwiches. Best I've ever tasted. Would you go get me two? Come on, partner. Two. Thank you. Utah, give me two. Which was, wow. He was definitely always driving the car, and Johnny was always the passenger. He didn't have to worry about catching the bad guys on foot, so he could just, like, eat a whole thing of chow mein and then have, like, a belly full of pizza and just, like, drive. Like, he didn't have to worry about getting out. Yeah, he definitely seemed to be more focused on the food than the bad guys. (laughs) I was dying when he yelled out the window, Utah, get me two. Oh my God. First of all, like eating one meatball sandwich is a lot. (laughs) Two is like, where and how are you doing that? When Utah got back, he's like, oh, you should have got me three. I was like, (laughs) and then like, Oh, and they're like terrible cops, which I mean, I guess is like an accurate depiction because like while this meatball adventure is going down, like the bank's being robbed. Oh my God. And they're facing the bank. It's not like he's looking down at his phone because cell phones weren't a thing. Like he was just tearing into his meatball sub or thinking about his meatball sub. I don't even think he had it yet. Like when he was like, I should have gotten three, my stomach immediately cramped up thinking about it. Like, I was yeah. just like, oh, my, my stomach. Yeah, that's, it's just way too much. And I did write in my notes, though, I absolutely loved when you asked via text, because I feel like the meatball moment was definitely Keanu's acting skills are questionable. 
but you sent a text to Ben and I, like, asking, when did Keanu become an actor? In which Ben responded, halfway through the Matrix, he became an actor. <laughs> which I do feel is extremely on point, because, like, the Matrix, he's actually very good. Oh, wow. In, in Point Break, I just, I don't even know. Keanu was just playing himself in this movie. Yeah, like, there was no acting. Mm -mm. I do love all the scenes with him and Bodie. Keanu, he may not be the best actor, but what he does totally works, and especially in the beach surfer situation, because he does come off as being laid back. And I read, actually, that Patrick first auditioned to play Johnny Utah, the Keanu role, but then they ultimately placed him in the Bodie role instead. And honestly, I can't even picture Patrick playing Johnny Utah. No, their roles couldn't be reversed at all. I just feel like Keanu is just not that kind of like cool bad guy. No, I feel like he would have played the Bodie character as like a total stoner. Yeah, like, oh my God, yes. Yeah. And that would not have worked. Bodhi, yeah, he did give off kind of this nonchalant, laid-back attitude, but, like, he was actually really serious. Yeah. I mean, he had plans for himself to find the ultimate wave. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Utah is kind of lame. Oh, my God. He is he is very lame, whereas Bodhi isn't lame. No. Not at all. So just to go back to Keanu's acting, I think it was pretty effective here. Every time he was gazing into Bodhi's eyes, you could <laughs> tell they were crushing. Like they were a match made in heaven. I do have to admit, I had spit out my drink when Utah introduced himself to the surfers saying that he was a lawyer. <laughs> you're going undercover and you're going to tell this group of surfer dudes and gal that you are an attorney at law first of all i don't think they would hang out with a lawyer like they clearly don't like the law being that they rob banks yeah and then two like i did not buy that he was a lawyer like he didn't strike me as someone that was knowledgeable about anything no i mean i feel like i would have believed it if he said he was like a drifter or like a beach poncho salesman, like something on the beach, but he was not convincing as a lawyer. And these guys would just be like, get out of here, suit. They, they wouldn't give him the time of day. And like, how is he surfing when he's supposed to be in the office? Right. Like he should be in court. So I don't know. I didn't buy that. Towards the end of the movie, you know, they perform this like one last robbery and there's like this whole blackmail angle going on with Utah and Bodie. Basically, Utah's girlfriend, Tyler, is hidden away and Bodie basically uses this to like coerce Utah into performing the bank robbery with them. And the plan is essentially get the money and then Bodie and his crew are going to fly away on this jet plane leaving everything behind. And I got to say, you know, this whole part was like really wild, but I was like, eh, I'd hop on the plane with Bodhi. <laughs> I'd leave. <laughs> I feel like this was such like an intricate scheme, but Bodhi pushed it a little too far. Like they had their bank robbing under wraps, but because the, like the FBI was closing in on them, the pressure like mounted and he decided to go for the vault. And the one the one of the dead presidents was like, or ex-presidents was like, Bodie, no, man, we never go for the vault. And that's yeah. when I was like, oh, no, we're going to make a mess. Yeah, because um, they, they changed the plan. You can't which, change the plan. You know, even just talking about all of this towards the end, they really squeeze a lot into this plot. Yeah. The like, end was like excessive... Uh, I guess, like, just excessive action, but, like, I was fine with it, but it was a lot. I feel like as a teen, I would, I understand that you had no idea what was happening. Oh, none. There was, like, a bank robbery, and then somebody got shot, and there was blood, and then there was a car chase, and then they went to, like, I don't know, like, were they, oh, they were switching out cars at a gas yes. station. 
And then all of a sudden he was like spewing gasoline all over the gas station. And I swear this lasted for three minutes. His buddies were like, all right, Bodie, we have to leave you. Like, this is ridiculous. So then he had to take off on foot. And this like foot chase was great. Like it, it kept going. <laughs> like I think they ran through all of like LA. They, they get to like the LA river and they like locked eyes again one more time. And then Bodie takes off and then Utah just like shoots his gun into the air, into the sky. And it was like pretty epic, but also epically dangerous. There's just a lot going on with this plot. I do love how Bodie transforms Utah into an adrenaline junkie. Because like he ends up at one point towards the end, Utah jumps out of the plane and he doesn't even have a parachute. Just like jumps out and Bodie says this while they're in the air. He's like, you're one radical son of a bitch. I was dying. (laughs) Well, yeah, because the first time they went skydiving, I definitely was like, Bodie jumped out. He was like a ballerina leaping out of the plane. Yes. Like that was insane. But I could tell this was like when the crush between Utah and Bodie was deep because he wanted to be where Bodie was. Yeah, I feel like any movie that Patrick is in with other dudes, they just inevitably fall in love with him. Because, like, this happened in Skate Town, too. And then they rolled around on the beach. Yeah. (laughs) Forgot about that. But, I mean, how could he not love Swayze, though? Those flowing locks, those smirks. He's crushable. His locks in Point Break really are luxurious. He has, like, bleached blonde hair. He spends days in the sun. So his is probably just natural. Yeah, his is just torched from the sun. Another great text of yours while we were watching that I wrote down was when you commented about the ending of the film that Utah literally followed Bodhi to the ends of the earth. (laughs) He spent years searching for him. But like how many years went by? His hair grew. Like his hair was a little bit longer. I'm talking about uh, Keanu's character. Busey was dead. Tyler, like, where was she? Who kept all the presidential masks? I have so, there were so many unanswered questions, but it was Johnny Utah after all these years had found him finally. I don't know. And I forget. I mean, there was like a line set of how he tracked him or whatever, but it was not really important. No. I mean, the important thing is he spent years doing this. Yeah, because he was like, I was here and I was in Hawaii, you know, (laughs) like he named like all these areas. And then when he finally finds him and cuffs Bodhi, Bodhi like looks into his eyes and he's like, please, I just want to catch one last wave. I'm screwed. I'm going to go to jail and I'll pay and Johnny Utah gets this guy, right? Good for you. That's real good. You're gonna be a big hero now. But look at it, Johnny. Look at it! This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, man. Just let me go out there. Let me get one wave before you take me. One wave. I mean, where am I gonna go, man? Cliffs on both sides. I'm not gonna paddle to New Zealand. My whole life has been about this moment, Johnny. Come on, compadre. Come on. So Utah allows him to do this, but like clearly knows like, okay, Bodhi's not coming back. These waves are too brutal. And then he like throws his police badge into the ocean because he's done with that life now. (laughs) And then like this amazing song from Rat, Nobody Rides for Free (laughs) I I was loving it. Like, I was rocking. I feel like I definitely think that Ben picked up who that was right away. Oh, yeah, he And knew. he texted. He was like, this is rat. And we're like, oh, my God, he knows everything. But yes, yes. soundtrack you, was a yes. I was going to ask you, like, bodacious or no? Yes. Bodacious, yes. indeed. And then I, I just bio con Dios, Bodhi. Yeah, I just, like... Is- well, I, so I had to look it up because I didn't know what it meant, but it means go with God. He knew oh, that right. he was going to die in that wave because it was like the biggest wave 
in years yeah. or like in that area in years or whatever yeah, so that that was another like little plot thing that was mentioned earlier on about waiting for this killer wave yeah but it, again it's just so much detail i'm not gonna remember all this i'm watching an action movie <laughs> Right, like, we don't need to talk about what's going to happen later. Like, just let it play out. Yeah. I do remember Keanu saying that now, because I actually thought that was a good line delivery. Vaya con Dios. Yeah, that was actually probably, that's probably when he became an actor in that movie. (laughs) Well, I think it's time for the totals. So, uh, you want to grab your diary? Yes. And do you have your clicky pen? The new one you gave me? Yes. Because my other one, my other one died. Dear Diary, Point Break has earned a total of seven stars for Babeler, Bonus Heartthrob, Rebel Girl, Radical Fashions, a kick-ass female director, pizza delivery, and a bodacious soundtrack. Slumberkins, we are so thrilled to add Point Break to the coveted Slumber Party Watch Shelf. It is a radical movie, and now we have two movies on the shelf. I am so excited that we have another shelf option because the favor was getting lonely and some dust started to pile up. But I just remembered how I almost took a star away because of Anthony Kiedis being a mega tool when he told me that fact that he didn't want to practice. Or he didn't want to, like, so annoying. He's the absolute worst. Like, I... (laughs) I, like, whenever we watch these movies, we always pick one person and we're just like, hate that person. (laughs) Well, I didn't even know... Anthony Kiedis was in films like I I guess I didn't realize that because I don't track what he does I always feel like that when any of these red hot chili peppers show up in a movie I always am like oh because Flea too I I don't like when Flea shows up yeah it's unnecessary they don't need to be in movies Thanks for coming to our slumber party. We hope you had a blast. And join us in June for another episode in which we will feature heartthrob Leah Thompson, which is actually the first lady we will be featuring. Woohoo! And we will once again record two episodes, and we have selected for the first movie, Howard the Duck, which I am so excited for you to watch this movie. I cannot believe you haven't seen it. <laughs> I know nothing about this movie. I'm going to go in completely blind per your recommendation and yes. um, just just kind of react, live react to it. Yeah, you, there's definitely going to be some reaction. <laughs> oh, uh, now, now, the second movie, I think we'll leave up to the Slumberkins to pick again. Make sure you're following on social media. You don't want to miss it because Katie, she does all the polls and... Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing the polls for uh, the Patrick Swayze flick. Got a lot of interaction, which we love. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at DearBFFPod and, of course, on Instagram at BestFriendsForever.Pod. I usually put them in, post them in the stories because it's easier because it's, tw- it's just 24 hours. So be on the lookout yeah. for that. It was quite exciting watching the polls play out. Some of them were neck and neck. Yeah, and honestly, I'm really happy that Point Break won. I wanted to watch Roadhouse, but I had never seen Point Break, and I am now a fan. I really liked it. It got so many stars, too. Yeah, it did. Yeah, we should actually track, like, which movie gets the most stars. Like, right now, Point Break. It's it's leading. (laughs) Seven stars. And don't forget, Slumberkins, you can email us at dearbffpod at gmail.com. And you can also send us postal mail if you want to join our fan club. Just send us your name, address, and birthday to attention movie John, and that's J A W N, P.O. Box 20172, Philadelphia, PA 19145. And if you drop us a line, we will write back and send you some goodies, compliments of our fan club president and slumberkin, Mr. Klink, who has gifted us some vintage trading cards. And it is my turn to open a pack. I love this part. All right. So today it's my turn to open a pack and I will be sharing. Love this part. Dick Tracy. Ooh. Which... These, I don't know if it has the year on it. Also, there's no bubble gum. Oh, no bubble gum. I get really upset when there's no bubble gum. Because one of these days, I just want you to chomp into it on air. <laughs> like, 
on so oh. people can hear that. So this movie is from 1990. And okay. I don't think I saw it in theater, but I definitely had somebody recorded it off like TV for us. Mm, a good old digital VHS recording. Yeah. And so my brother and I, in like the mid 90s, we watched this movie a ton. I loved it. Let's I see. definitely think I saw it in the movie theater now that I'm thinking about it because I think my brother really wanted to see it. So then my mom would okay. have to take me and my sister too. Okay. So the first card here is The Party's Over. And it has a picture of one of Big Boy's <laughs> gang members, which I'm looking on the back here to see if it says who it is, but it does not. It kind of looks like the wrinkly face guy. Oh. But is it is it in color or is it in black and white? It is in color, and he's wearing a Happy New Year hat. <laughs> and the party's over, I'm assuming, because Dick Tracy has arrived. Oh. And then we have Dick Tracy back in action, this says, and he's, like, running in the shadows. <laughs> Here we have Dick Tracy, the cop and the kid, which, if you remember the kid. Three is the birds in the tree. Oh, yeah, the kid. Yeah, always was eating in the movie yes he's like when do we eat <laughs> when do we eat I, what that little kid is from something too like he was in so so many like oh yes he was in hook hook yes he like hates his father who's yes. played by robin williams he shows his father while they're on a plane the plane going up in flames because mm -hmm. he wants his dad to die hook oh, is a weird so, movie so terrible hook is a weird movie and then the last card here is, it just says the blank, and it's the villain with no face, which you end up learning is actually Madonna. Oh, yes. Actually, that, the no face man, when I was a kid, it actually did scare me. Yeah, that was really actually super creepy. Yeah, like how did she see through that mask? Mm. And the mask looked like latex. Which I just, I don't like that material. No. So this was a small pack. There was only four cards and then. And not a stick of gum. No gum. But there is like this <laughs> puzzle card, which, you know, you have to like collect them all to like make the puzzle. Oh, yeah. So it's only like a corner, which I used to like hate these as a kid. You know, your mom or dad, they only would buy you like a pack. Yeah. Like, you would never get the whole series. So I will post them online again so that you can see them. But, you know, write to us. What else are you doing? Yeah, what else are you doing? Who doesn't want a pack of trading cards? Exactly. I actually use these trading cards as bookmarks. That is smart. Yeah. Anyways, like Katie said, you know, make sure that you're following us on the Meads so that you can find out about the next slumber party. And I did want to just give a shout out to Ashley Jane Davis, who has created our radical theme song. And to the Hollywood hunk, Hugo Marmucci, he created our nifty logo that is on Twitter and Instagram. And before we go, I did want to remind you to please head over to Apple Pods uh, to rate and review the show and even leave a comment if you can. Like this one from BJL1313. They said, more like best podcast forever. It's sleepover time. I like that. Can that just be like our tagline now? Yeah. I, I like that too. So thank you, BJL1313. You are now officially an honorary slumberkin. Congrats. We are part of the Movie John Podcast Network, and we thank you for listening. Please enjoy a short advert from our unofficial, official sponsor, Caboodles. Caboodles. What did you want me to say? Well, it's just part of their slogan. <laughs> With a caboodle, you got it together. <laughs> That was their slogan, I mean, apparently. I, did you have a caboodle? Of course. Okay. They definitely were the start of learning how to maximize space for all your things. Yeah. Like a, la like a lady tackle box. I kind of want one again. I wonder how much they are on eBay. I don't know. But I, like, I kind of want one to store all my... Your little knickknacks. Yeah. 
So, well, thank you for listening and TTYL. Bye. Girl, you've got it together. Caboodles, beauty organizers have spaces and places for all your makeup and accessories. And they come in fantastic fashion colors. With Caboodles, girl, you've got it together. Debbie Gibson, you can win your very own private concert with me in Hollywood. Just look for these specially marked caboodles in a store near you. With caboodles, you've got it together. Oh, you can get a caboodle at Kohl's for twelve fifty nine.